Welcome to Life and DNA with Amanda Renee. Today, we're going to talk about some of the surprises I found along the way in solving the family mystery. Let's get started. Hey everyone, it's Amanda. Today, we're going to talk about uh, the surprises that I found as I was trying to discover who Walter's birth parents were. I found several. And some of them were really fun surprises. Um, let's see. First, as I was sorting matches and trying to connect uh, DNA matches to certain branches of the family, I discovered that my husband's maternal grandmother, so this is the other side of his family, that she had been adopted. Um, she lived with her mother, but her stepfather had adopted her. So the family name that he always thought he was related to was wrong. Um, it was a whole other branch and I do intend, I've studied it back a little bit. Um, and I believe I was in contact with one of her birth father's uh, grandkids or somewhere further down the line. Um, and I do want to research that one a little more. I haven't learned a whole lot. I know he was in the military, which is probably how he met uh, her mother. Um... Another interesting fact on that that I still need to do a little digging on. We were always told that my husband had Native American heritage, uh, supposedly on both sides of the family. Well, when we got his DNA results back, none of that is showing up in the paperwork. Now, it could have been far enough back that it's just not genetically showing up. That's possible. Um, because my husband's mother always said that both sides of her family had Native American ancestors. So it's possible. Um, I just have not found that information just yet. Again, we're not in contact with her and, um, my husband didn't know a lot of his aunts and uncles on that side very well. Not well enough to just call them up and ask them uh, for information on it. <clears throat> but what I've discovered recently, I believe the Native American ancestry that was on his mother's mother's side was the what they were referring to was through her stepdad's line. And... So that wouldn't have anything to do with his genetics. Um, but if nobody in the family realized she was adopted, then naturally they would think that, okay, that's how they got it. Um, so I, I need to research that some more. But that took out at least one branch of the Native American heritage. Um... Now, his grandfather always believed and was told 
that his grandmother, his maternal grandmother, was full-blood Native American. He said she cussed like a sailor and that she would tell everyone she was full-blood Native American. I cannot find any proof of that anywhere. And like I said, none of that showed up in my husband's DNA. None of that showed up in his dad's DNA either. And you would th if it was that close, something would have shown up. Uh, what I've learned about that particular side of the family is that uh, they're not real great at telling the truth. His, uh, a little backstory on his grandfather. Um, and oh, I really hate that we have, that we lost him, um, right after COVID we lost him, but he was one of the best men I've ever known. Um, especially when you can, if you think about his, his childhood, um, his mother, not a great person, it seems was, she had married this one man and I think they had three or four children and she divorced him, married my husband's grandpa's father, had three children, ran off and left them, just left him. And you're talking early 1900s, um, possibly right before the depression, like times were not great. This is in Missouri. Uh, his dad was a blacksmith. He was struggling to find work. Um, now his wife's run off. He's got three small children. Uh, the, my husband's grandpa was the youngest and he was very small, like toddler age, I believe. And he didn't know what else to do. So he, he was Catholic. He went to the Catholic church to the orphanage there to try and get them to take him because he didn't have any other way. He didn't have money to pay anyone to help watch the kids. So he took them and I can't remember if it was through my husband's great aunt. Somehow we ended up with a bunch of the paperwork of the letters that like he wrote, uh, someone from the church wrote to the orphanage and they're trying to get approval. At first they didn't want to approve it because they were children from a second marriage and the Catholic church did not recognize divorce. So they didn't recognize the children as legitimate, even though the parents were married. <clears throat> it was very, uh, crazy situation. They, they finally did approve it. Um, some people vouched for him. They went, they all, let's see, the brothers ended up in the boys home and the sister in the girls and their dad did visit them regularly, but he, and he went on to marry someone else and have a few more children. But he would go and visit them um, regularly. My husband's grandpa even vaguely remembered that. But I believe oh, his grandpa wasn't all that old. It, he didn't live very much longer after that. And he passed away. And my husband, um, 
the grandpa's mother never came to visit. When he aged out of the boy's home, he saw her for the first time. So he was like 12, I believe, and met his mother for the first time. And I believe that's when he saw his grandmother. And yeah, she didn't have a whole lot to do with them. But anyway, so with all of that, he was still one of the kindest, most generous men I've ever known, ever. Um, but it was just a heartbreaking story. But anyway, all that to say, uh, from any everything that I've seen, there is no proof that his grandmother was Native American. All her paperwork says white. All her parents' paperwork says white. Again, nothing was showing up genetically and it should have um so I'm pretty sure that that's a dead end <laughs> and my in-laws are kind of they had bought his grandpa a, a DNA test for 23andMe but he never did it and sent it in <clears throat> and now knowing that there was no actual Native American heritage they're kind of thankful that he didn't I mean I still wish that he would have from a researching standpoint, but they're happy that he didn't because he would have been just shocked and very disappointed that there was no Native American in there. At least not that I can, not that I can find. I guess now that I know his new, his actual, uh, I know that was on his wife's side. Well, let's say there might be some on his wife's side if I can do some digging there. Um, and like I mentioned last time, I discovered a few half aunts and uncles on my husband's mom's side. Um, so apparently before his grandparents got together, they both had a couple of kids with other people. Um, at least one apiece. I found um, a half uncle and a couple of half aunts. And so that was fun. But the most fun surprise, and I'm hoping maybe sometime I can get her on the podcast to interview because she has a very interesting story. Um, well, okay, to back it up just a little bit. In order to figure out this mystery, I learned from the different Facebook groups I'm a part of that your best bet is to, you can pay to do the Ancestry DNA or 23andMe, but you can download your DNA from those pages and upload them for free to MyHeritage, uh, family tree DNA, GEDmatch. It seems like there's one more, but I can't remember. Those are the three main ones. And you upload it to those. And a few days later, they will give you matches from their databases. And before my husband ever did 23andMe, I had done that for his DNA. And there was a match that popped up as a pretty close match. But the limitations on researching on MyHeritage and Family Tree DNA, I believe she was on MyHeritage, um, it's really hard to 
to find there's not quite as many, not as many of my husband's close matches were on there. She, she was one of the top ones. And so it was really hard to figure out who she was. <clears throat> and then he did 23andMe. It goes on sale at its absolute cheapest uh, for around Black Friday or Cyber Monday. One of those. And so I got it for him. And he sent that in last November, December. And she popped up on 23andMe as one of his closest matches. He had um, a first cousin on his mom's side that we knew and one of his half aunts popped up on there too. And then there was this person and she was labeled as a first cousin, but not related on his mom's side. Well, he knows all of his first cousins. He only had two first cousins on his dad's side that he knew of. So this was going to be fun. So I started doing a little bit of digging and reached out to her and she was, she was very curious. She had always wanted to know who her parents were too. And so I was like, well, would you be willing to do an ancestry DNA test if I can get it to you? Because most well, ancestry is just so much easier to research on and most of my husband's close matches were there and I needed to be able to compare her DNA to him and I had already had his dad do it too and upload it. Um, so she agreed the next time the ancestry tests went on sale, I snagged one and mailed it to her and she sent it in and narrowed down that it was through his um, oldest aunt and that she had had a kid. Now we had heard, but his, his oldest aunt just has a few issues, but they, um, she's, she's a little different, but she had said something about having another kid at one point, but we all kind of just dismiss some of what she says and nobody in the family really knew much about it. So we didn't really think anything until I discovered this match. So it turns out it was her daughter. And then when I got her matches and I hated, Oh my gosh, I hated that. I did not have better information you know, nicer information about her mother for her. I really hated that. Um, but we're all hoping to get to meet her sometime soon when she can make the trip up or we can make the trip down to go and meet her because we're all excited. Um, so then I decided I was going to help her figure out who her father was. And that was an interesting journey also. So naturally, she was born here where all of us are and have lived all our lives. And so when I was trying to isolate and sort matches between her mom and her dad, 
some of the, she had um, a first cousin on her father's side, I believe. And she was going to be my best bet to go through. And so I started researching this family. And at first it looked like there were only a couple of sons. Well, going online and finding the obituary for their mother, I realized, no, there were five sons. <laughs> one was too young. And so I didn't know which one of the other four it was going to be. But I got to tell her it's between these four brothers. And when I, especially if it's somebody I can kind of look up, they were all in the town over from where we live. So I go to Facebook and do a little Facebook digging. I don't like the term stalking because I'm not trying to <laughs> stalk anybody. I just need information to validate what I'm finding. So uh, it turns out a lot of people I know know this family where her father comes from, which is interesting. I ran into one of them last night at an event and oh, it was everything I could do not to ask about it, <laughs> but I don't think that any of them know. So far her, her dad has not had uh, the reaction that we wish that he would. I am praying that he comes around so that she can get to know, get to know at least one of her parents and have a good experience, but she does have, you know, cousins and uh, an uncle and an aunt that are all excited to meet her. So I'm hoping that he'll come around eventually. I mean, it would have been before he was married. So I don't really see what the problem is. Um, so the first cousin, uh, she got in touch with, so once I told her which brothers, she got in touch with that first cousin and she actually helped narrow down which one would be her father. And I really wish he would do the ancestry DNA test also, just to kind of prove to himself and that this is legit. But uh, so far he has not done that. <clears throat> so those were the fun surprises that I found. I plan on this Black Friday buying myself a 23andMe. Uh, the 23andMe and Ancestry are the top two. And, you know, the main two that people get. And so far I haven't found anything very fun or interesting on my side with Ancestry or um, my heritage or family tree DNA. I don't think there's anything interesting to find on mine, but... I would like to do the 23andMe. They also have a lot of the health stuff, so it'd be fun to see what that says. Um, but I, just in case there's anything to pop up over there, I keep hoping I secretly have a brother somewhere to pass on our family name. <laughs> My dad only had girls, so our family name ends with him if, uh, if there's not some secret brother that I can talk into changing his, his last name out there. But that's just wishful thinking. I mean, I guess I shouldn't wish that my dad, you know, was promiscuous or anything. But I'd kind of like our last name to be passed on. 
So those were all the surprises that I found while solving this family mystery. Uh, next Tuesday, we will talk about the next steps that I took and get a little closer to figuring out who his mother and father were. I hit several brick walls. I spent several months chasing unnecessary rabbit trails and uh, had to take some time off because I would get so bogged down in it that I kind of couldn't see the forest for the trees and that proved to be helpful taking a break coming back at it I did that a couple of times and I made progress every single time I did that so uh, next week we will discuss all of that and then this Thursday I'm going to be talking about uh, handling having a narcissistic mother or any parent how I handled it which wasn't always great um, and how I'm moving forward now and I will talk all about that on Thursday so I hope you guys listen in. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening to Life and DNA with Amanda Renee. Uh, join me Thursday when, like I said, we'll be talking about handling having a narcissistic parent. I'll see you then.